0: This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and SiriusXM Channel 371.
1: Everybody's here. Everybody is accounted for. Captain Ron, Robert, my partner's hanging out. Got Chester's had a tough morning. Uh, Fuller's doing his thing. Uh, they're excited about a new ACC pet member, which we'll get to. And Otto is rocking and rolling. Back in the uh, Christmas decoration. Uh Chrissy directs. Casey and Cody produce today. No Lumberjacks. Lumberjackless. Have sent the
2: Lumberjacks packing uh, on this fine program. Lumberjackless. For the weekend.
1: So uh, how you doing? Good? Uh, it has been a rough week. We just we're getting there though. Yeah. We're getting there. We got a lot of good shows, full shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's been
2: a been full, a tough week. we got a full show today. Uh, coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, Mario Cristobal joins us from uh, South Florida. Head coach of the Canes will be here to talk about his spring game at high noon tomorrow. Yep. Uh, 8 o'clock, Paul Carcaterra. Uh We'll check in on not only – God, what a performance by Duke Ooh, yesterday. They
1: put it on Virginia. They did.
2: Uh, we will talk to him. And uh, then John Donowski, who won the game, will talk to us at 8.15 – We'll talk to Coach Donowski, Dana Boyle at 8.30. So, busy 8 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock, Danny Graves on
1: ACC Baseball. Yeah, we had baseball going on yesterday, too. Uh, before we get to uh, other news and notes, and, again, your phone calls at 844-SAY-ACCN, uh, delivered in the mail yesterday a letter. Oh, boy. letter from Boston College. Uh-huh. So, I opened this bad boy up yesterday, Wes. Yeah. And uh, Oh, look at the old school logo. Oh, yeah. So I get a handwritten note from Jeff Halfway. Oh, that's sweet. All right. And he yeah. says, uh, Very nice. Really appreciate how you both, meaning us, uh, have welcomed me into the Atlantic Coast Conference. All jokes aside, it's my favorite show to be on. Enjoy these gift cards. And now when we had him on the show the other day, we were laughing about the uh, Shake Shack gift cards. You, excuse me, you took my hand, you took my wristwatch right off. So Halfley sends this gift card, some Shake Shack. This is what he was giving away to the students, right? Right. So he threw those in there with yeah. the handwritten note. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, coach, huh. we appreciate that. Look fifty-dollar gift cards, right there from. Look at there. Shack. Let
2: me read the fine print on the back. Treat this card like cash. Are you all right? Only usable in Massachusetts. What?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Shoot, awfully kind of them.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Here you go. You only you take
1: your other one because you don't. You're on the wellness plan. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I jumped on the scale today. Down 300 pounds. I am down 48. Holy smokes! In 22.
2: They're gonna put rocks in your pocket when you get to the Amalfi Coast. I'll make and sure this goes to good use. I give you, this to charity when you get
1: to Amalfi Coast.
2: All back on. Rocks in your pocket. I'm going to come Keep right back. Keep you from back. blowing in
1: the – When I get back from Italy, I will sit in this chair perhaps and look exactly <laughs> like I did January 1st when I said I'm going to absolutely run <laughs> a wellness program yeah. in 22. But down 48 and feeling good about it. Yeah.
2: Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, a lot of people in Greensboro. Not, How's Packer doing? looks great. Yeah, feeling good. So he's doing good.
1: Yep. Feeling good. Physically uh, feeling good.
2: We've got kind of new things in the ACC this morning. We told you we got a lot of lacrosse to cover. We're going to talk some baseball. We got Mario Cristobal coming up. Last night, Cameron Indoor Stadium. This was so cool. Uh, Duke has their basketball banquet, which they offer to contributors and season ticket holders and things like that, Iron Duke club members, that kind of deal, right? Well, you've heard Packers say on this show. In fact, I know you said it last week when there was this wild rumor that Coach K might pull a Tom Brady and come back.
1: You said – The first thing Coach K needs is now to go get a dog. Thank you. first thing I said. Retirement, the first thing you do, you hug your wife, your kids, and go, man, it's been a great run. It's been awesome. I got all this free time. But the first thing, he lost his favorite bud, Blue, Blue, last year, which was just incredibly sad. But he needs to go get a dog. And lo and behold, here we go.
2: So what happened last night at the Duke Banquet? They presented Coach K.
1: Look at this dude.
2: A dog. Named Coach. Yeah.
1: Is he cool or what? Look at that cute thing. Man, look at that pup. Yep. Big paws two pack. Yeah, you know what he needs to do? First of all, he needs to make sure that uh, Coach K got a good night's sleep. Oh, he got know That didn't happen. (laughs) Look at that's love right there. That's why it's man's best friend right there. Yep. That dude right there needs a place in the basement. Chester, Fuller, and Coach. Coach. Yeah. That's what we need to get. That is awesome. I loved it.
2: So there we are, Coach.
1: Congratulations. Everything about that video yep. last night.
2: Congratulations to Coach
1: K. He's got his dog. You know what? It took about fifteen seconds, and you could already tell K and that dog have already bonded. Oh, now, yeah. that's why dogs are the best. No disrespect, Clifford. The dog's world. Just saying. Yeah. Look at this man. Look at that guy. <laughs> look is he great looking or what?
2: My, look. Hey, Jeremy Roach, hold the program notes here. I got to talk. You know to what's my funny man. is
1: watching Mickey. Mickey's like, oh, oh my god, look at that dog. guy. Yeah. Like he's looking around like, yeah, okay, leave my handle on there, big man. Look at the size of the paw, man. Look at that. I'm going to love on you. Look at it's So great. That yeah. is absolutely – you're not going to see a better video all day than that right there. Yep. That's awesome. Love that. Good for Coach K. Good, uh, good for Coach. That would be one spoiled mutt right there now. <laughs> remember, when he, remember when he interviewed him a couple years ago? And I, said, uh, I said, how's your hound doing? He goes, I don't have a hound dog i have a dog i yeah. said, oh, I got hounds he goes i understand him. but i have a dog <laughs> and i said what's your dog's name he goes blue, blue. i said oh, yeah. oh of course it is what shade he goes duke blue okay man I, and, I, and I, then he lost Hound. his band i mean when you lose your dog that's the worst it's a hard deal mm-hmm. so he's got a new one now man coach k's in business yep he and coach out running wild i bet the i bet he's let him running wild right now out there at the compound and the best flopping Can't The paws beat are flopping cannot beat it
2: uh, all right, busy show. Coach K gets a dog. Duke beat Virginia. We'll talk with John Donowski and Clark about this. Four, you, 17 eight. I watched it yesterday. I did too. And really you, good coverage, by you
1: the You and I had a question yesterday from Brooks about Duke not getting the double digits. And we're like, oh, low. We're going under. It did not take long. Smoked Duke, them. You know, we all heard that, you know, Cotter's on yesterday. Well, Duke's really started slow. Man, not yesterday. Not yesterday. Well, they owned Virginia in the regular season. Yeah. They just it. John Donowski got an amazing number against Virginia. God, he's like 16 straight regular yeah. season wins. Some crazy number like that. And oh, then good.
2: last night, Jenny Levy does what Jenny Levy and Carolina do. They win 17-7 at Charlottesville. Jamie Ortega, of course, big night. Uh, number one Tar Heels continue their rampage.
1: 40 straight regular season yeah. wins.
2: Uh, softball yesterday, Virginia Tech beat Virginia five to one. Tough
1: day for the Hoos. Yeah. I haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard of, but nothing but LLL
2: for the Hoos so yeah. far. Uh, Clemson beat Notre Dame 3-2, to two, first softball. Time,
1: first time he had ever played. Mm-hmm.
2: Boston College beat Pitt 4-2. to two. Here's the other thing. With the Easter Sunday uh, holiday, a lot of baseball started last night
1: too. Including the big series, which was Virginia Tech and Miami. Yeah. Canes had won 14 straight prior to the last night. How about the had Hokies? Won. Hokies put 12 on the board last Hokies night. Hokies are hot, man. Cracked the top 25. They're getting the job done. So you can scrap my over-under from yesterday. Yeah, I said mark the tape on that, did I
2: not? Yeah. How about Duke beating Notre Dame? Nice win on the road for Chris Pollard's team.
1: Irish had won nine in a row, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you – yeah, know, Duke kind of did this nonsense last year, well, right? They got off to a lousy start, the time and then that... they got hot. Mm-hmm. Reese Davis gave him a little pep talk and pew, took off. Just like that. <laughs> uh,
2: Florida State beat Louisville, 8-1. Um, NC State defeated Boston College 5-4 also last night. Yep. So, and uh, – as Chris Cotter told you, Carolina-Georgia Tech start a series today in Chapel Hill.
1: Yeah, it's a good baseball weekend. But yep. the, the and Wake
2: Forest-Clemson over in Winston-Salem. Right,
1: and we got the ACC Women's Golf Tournament, round two. We yep. have a tie at the lead. Again, we go stroke play, then we go to match play and all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got Florida State and Wake Forest tied for the lead. Nobody's surprised there, are they?
2: Well, About I mean, Florida State and Wake Forest? No,
1: I mean, they're both great. Yeah. Um, big time good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think Phoebe Brinker, I don't know her. But uh, she goes for a little 6'5", West Durham style yesterday. Okay. 6'5". Then I played the back. Red 7. That's that's strong. I don't care who you are. At that track? That's golfing your ball anywhere. I don't care who you are. You go red 7. Yep.
2: uh, Nice. All right, so busy stuff here. And we also recognize that today, as you mentioned yesterday, today is a very somber day at Virginia Tech. No question. Uh, 15 years ago today, of course, the massacre on the campus in Blacksburg and things like that. I think it was the
1: 16th. Technically, oh, yeah. okay. but today, since we're not doing a Saturday show, we'll recognize it. We
2: certainly want to acknowledge uh, the emotions involved in that awful day and tragic day in Blacksburg.
1: Yeah. Um, and if you know a Hokey, give him oh, a hug. boy. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's a proud community, and, uh, mm-hmm. boy, I, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Again, being married to a Hokie, um, that campus is, again, incredibly safe. Yep. Yeah, great people, incredibly beautiful. And what happened 15 years ago tomorrow, uh, never forget that. So if you see yep. a hokey today, I, I don't care if you're a Wahoo. Seriously, if you see a hokey today, you know hokey. give him a hug. There you go. Seriously.
3: The Packer and Durham Podcast. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham.
1: Gift cards from Jeff Halfley. Everybody's happy. Already thinking about where I'm going to spend Well, this. I told you, I'm giving mine to charity. You can go ahead and swallow whole with that 50 bucks of uh, fries and double cheeseburgers. But uh, Coach, you didn't have to do that. Appreciate, nice. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that, Coach. I appreciate the handwritten note. You yeah. know, I'm all about the, about handwritten, the handwritten note. note. Yep. That's going up on the board, too, by the
2: way. Um, Mario Cristobal in Miami, one of four schools tomorrow with uh, spring games on ACC Network. In fact, the Canes kick it off. At high noon, and they'll be at the home of Inter-Miami because Steven Ross and the Dolphins and the Hard Rock that they own, they have, by the way, you realize they're doing Grand Prix racing out there now? Yeah. They've built this whole deal out there to uh, kind of bring Grand Prix F1, which is wildly popular, as we know, uh, to uh, South Florida. So that's going on up at the Hard Rock. So they're going to use Inter-Miami, and it's sold out
1: tomorrow. Ever been to Monte Carlo? No. I'd like to go, wouldn't you, for Grand Prix? Yeah. Monaco. Is it Monaco? Yeah. I'd love to do
2: that. Yeah. Be fun on a boat. It'd be a yacht. That too. Coach K. That'd be a yacht.
1: I'd be on the dinghy. They'd be like, (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. Please. You and the the dogs uh, go over there. Let's get to, (laughs) let's get to Cristobal.
2: (laughs) Because I think that on paper, everybody sees the potential at Miami, but you still got to go through the process, right? You got to establish some things. You got to put stuff together. So, We had a chance to visit with Coach Cristobal early this morning, and our first question really got to be about when you start a job like this and you get into the process, what's job one?
3: A job one. Well, the job itself is job one, right? And it certainly (laughs) entails a lot. But, you know, you have to establish standards. You know, you really do. You have to make sure that uh, everything that relates to the culture itself is – crystal clear for everyone and that everyone is on the same page and to do that you've got to invest a lot of time in people so if you had to put something or name something job one it would be getting to know the people of the building the players the coaches the administration staff so that from there relationships can be established and everyone could go forward.
1: Coach, the one thing I have been overly impressed, and I haven't seen the first snap or practice yet, but the group that you have put together from a coaching staff perspective is really impressive. I mean, we know what Josh Gaddis was all about at Michigan. You've known him for a long time. Kevin Steele has been in the business forever. Charlie Strong, great recruiter, great person. Uh, I, I don't know how many games you're going to win. Hopefully it's a ton, but, man, I've really been impressed with your staff.
3: Well, again, it always starts with the people. And these guys certainly at uh, their respective positions and, quite frankly, even beyond that, a couple guys that have been head coaches, coordinators at high level. Uh, but these guys are, are considered, arguably considered the best or one of the best at their respective positions. Uh, they're tremendous professionals. They're even better human beings. They're very invested in everything they do. They're very intentional with everything they do on a daily basis. They're great communicators. They connect well Guys are elite teachers, elite human beings. So they've had a tremendous impact on our players and our program so far. Look forward to watching us grow. You know, as we now get on the road and go recruiting after mm. we're done with the spring game, and then after that, come back and connect with our guys and just drive this thing into the summer, the off season, and camp. So really excited about our group. You have seen
2: this work and play out at a lot of different places, including under your own leadership at Oregon. Is this similar to that? Does it have a, a similar feel to it, or is this unique and to itself because it's it is Miami and it's it's closer emotionally to you certainly, but it's also closer emotionally to a lot of people involved, I think.
3: Yeah, it's a little bit of both, really, you know, with programs in similar situations and and it's always gonna mean more when you go back home. And in this case, it's more than going home, it's where I actually played football, where I actually put on a helmet. The Jersey, and it's very unique, especially to the state of Florida. I don't think anyone else is sitting in the same situation. And then the fact that you know, as you come out to practice, you see the former players, lots of them former teammates, uh, <laughs> which we all played together during some unbelievable uh, seasons and games here at the University of Miami. We we kind of we get it. You know, there's a connection there that's very different, very special. And for us over here at Miami, it's it's more than just the next job and a logo or a label that someone slapped on our shirt for us this is where we we sweat there was blood there was tears there was a lot that went into building this program and sustaining a certain standard so now for us yeah of course it's going to mean that much more but at the same time we do make sure that everything uh, from a process standpoint puts emotion on the side a little bit. And instead, we invest in, in the passion side of it, our passion for this place, our passion for the people, this, this label that we wear on a daily basis. It's something that we stay, stays with us 24-7.
1: Coach, I look forward to watching the spring game tomorrow here on ACC Network. I'm also curious to watch you. Now, you've done this spring game thing before, whether you're a head coach or hanging out with Nick Saban at Bama whatever the case may be. I just bragged about your staff. When we're watching tomorrow, whether folks have a ticket, because I know it's sold out for tomorrow, your role tomorrow is what? watching. Or did the assistants take ownership? Uh, are you floating all over the place? What's your role tomorrow watching this game?
3: I'm floating all over the place because, for me, I need to see how guys communicate, number one. Hmm. Number two, demeanor, body language, everything that goes with that, processing, execution, how we're finishing plays, how we're doing what we're supposed to do to be successful. And then watch interaction between our coaches, the communication between the box and the field, and getting that to our players. And then how do they respond? Right tomorrow, when it's going to be hot, uh, when we're on play number twelve of a particular drive, uh, watching to see who has taken that next step throughout, you know, our process of spring football. So for me, I love it. You know, I do a lot of assessing. I mean, I'll be, I'll be right there behind the quarterbacks and everything else. I I want to see and feel the presence of our players, and see who's trying to rise as a leader.
2: Well, that's okay. Let's start uh, when we talk about your personnel, the top of everybody's list from here till kick in, in September is going to be about Tyler Van Dyke, and rightly so. I mean, he had a phenomenal finish to the year and came on like a house of fire in college football. Uh, what have you seen from him in the spring, and, and what have you been most encouraged by in his progress, I am guess?
3: More of the same stuff. Even more impressed with him as a person. Tremendous leader. The guy's an awesome teammate. And his mm-hmm. attention to detail and his desire to be great is, is unmatched. He is always up in here. He's always watching the film. He's always pulling teammates aside and bringing them with him so they can get better. Uh, he wants team success. You know, he's not a guy that's all about himself and whatnot. This guy's all about the guys around him. Uh, he's extremely talented, can make every throw, great pocket presence understands protections, the run game, all that stuff that goes with it. And new system, new terminology, it didn't take him long. He took it, and he's got complete command of the offense right now. It's exciting to, to know and feel what's to come as he continues to get more reps in our system.
1: Coach, I figured Wes would go with the pretty guy quarterback or some wide receiver. Forget that nonsense. I don't know you. I've not met you yet. But you know what? I know that the game is won up front. So give me some guys on that offensive and defensive line that are going to be bloody some noses tomorrow because that's what I want to find out about Miami.
3: Every single one of them is going to be held accountable to that standard. As you mentioned, it it all starts – and ends up front. We've uh, spent an extraordinary amount of time investing in the Vigs and the line of scrimmage. In fact, I, I gotta believe we're maybe the only team that has four to five sets of eyes on each side of the ball up front. Eight to ten coaches and analysts and GAs, you know, uh, assigned to the trenches because that's where you know we have to make a massive jump. And so far in the spring, with what we've implemented. From a practice standpoint, with our drill work, our progression to one-on-one, two-on-twos, block destruction, five-on-four, seven-on-seven run, team run, all that stuff that goes with it, there's been a lot of progress. You know, And a couple guys have been sat out due to injuries that they sustained during the season, and there's there's some catching up to do there, because missing the fourth quarter program and missing the spring ball is, you know, it's, it's a lot, and it's a lot of important stuff, but... They're rehabbed, um, they're ready to go once uh, the off-season program begins, Mm -hmm. and once we get all these guys doing the same stuff over and over again, look forward to the results being much better.
2: I think a lot of people have sensed the energy from either reporting about your practices or word of mouth that's come out, as you mentioned, several former players have been there at all levels and all decades at the University of Miami. Can you capitalize on that energy in the offseason, and then when you come back and fall practice starts in August, bottle it up and and use that as the momentum? Because clearly you know this on paper better than anybody else. There are a lot of familiarity and a lot of experience on both sides of the ball. I mean, we we use the term plug-and-play sometimes. This has got a little bit of a plug-and-play feel to it, but I know that there's a a system in place. But do you sense that energy and that momentum about this right now?
3: Well, I disagree. It's a plug and play situation. I've been in some of those before. This is certainly not one of those. But what you do sense is guys collectively working really hard and understanding that our season will be a reflection of our off season, hmm. and that we're going to practice a certain way. And you know, our guys—we've um, the volume and intensity of practice is very new, um, and guys have really fought hard and adjusted well, and we've been able to sustain the level of competitiveness more and more as the spring has gone on. We're now, I believe, in week five of spring football. And we made it clear from day one that as a team, as a program, spring football means a lot here at the University of Miami. Uh, We were going to invest a ton in it. It was going to have a camp feel to it. We're going to be smart. We're not going to be on the ground much. We've got three to four days of live tackling. But a lot of the days... We're going to be dedicated to physicality. We've been in full pads every single day, minus three. We're not allowed to be in full pads. Um, but we've practiced smart, and we've been physical, and we've seen a lot of gains. But we still have a long ways to go. We make that clear. We talk about that gap between where we are, where we want to go, and how we close it. And we've closed some of it. You know, this this spring game, um, we don't like to see it as the end of spring football. We like to see it as the beginning of the offseason. That's how we like to see it. It's got to have... A lot of momentum to it. We have to perform at a high level. We have to finish and execute at a high level. And then, like you mentioned, carry that momentum into the off-season program.
1: Coach, before I let you go, and we really appreciate the time, uh, for folks that are going to put their feet up watching this on ACC Network, give me a couple names, uh, maybe not necessarily household names, that have really impressed you in the spring that, you know what, you can't wait to see what they do tomorrow.
3: Oh, gosh, there's... There's a good chunk. You know, there really is. I mean, if you went position by, I, I can't do that. I will be here all day. You know, give me one there, offense. A lot of one guys defense. are stood out. You know, that's not fair to give you one of each. All right. You know, that's not, that's all right. I'll not tell you what right. I'll do. You know? I'll tell
1: you what I'll do then. I'll, I'll give you an easier question. Okay, we still me. need your go, go by still... position. No, 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 no. I'm going to give okay. you a curveball. We still need the walk-up music. <laughs> Have you come up with a song yet for us? Because we got to play something for you, man. We got to have your your identity. Yeah, I know you said you don't want any outside external noise, all that nonsense, but there's got to be gotcha. something that's driving you, man. There's got to be something about your crystal ball personality that we can learn about before we get a chance to really know
3: you. Well, I what think the best instead? thing is I don't Yeah, I don't I don't need music to be motivated. I don't (laughs) internally driven, man. You know, if if you saw my background and how I was brought up and how I was raised, you know, it would explain it better. I just I'm blessed. I'm super blessed, humble and grateful that I have this unbelievable opportunity. So for me, man, getting up in the morning at the hours we do, it's it's awesome. We we live for it. So I'm excited. And again, and we are very grateful to be with you guys for this uh, this event uh, tomorrow.
1: All right, I'll do this then. You're taking me to dinner in Miami. Where are we going? <laughs> How about that?
3: Well, it where depends you what you me? like to eat. Depends what you like to eat, man. No, I, I, I don't want to take you to take... some place you have some allergy and your ears blow up no, and your oh, nose no, no, comes no, no. <laughs> out this way, you know? No, no, no. So, no, no, no.
1: I, no, Where are you, you taking me for dinner in Miami? You're a call. I eat everything. Where are we going?
3: Depends what day of the week. Oh, what you! Day are, of the week. I love it. A coach. Are, I love it. You are. Tough. I love it. You are tough. Do you I tell realize you what? how many? Do you realize how many unbelievable restaurants? Yeah, are in know. Miami, You know.
1: I just need one.
2: <laughs> You're good. I just need one. That's I love true. it. Hey, uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to see the venue. I know the hard rocks involved in like the Grand Prix that Stephen Ross has invested in, the owner of the Dolphins. We're looking forward to seeing a great environment there tomorrow where Inter-Miami plays. So thanks for the time and uh, delighted to have you aboard in, uh, in the
3: ACC. Okay. Appreciate you guys and thanks for having me. Go Canes.
1: Hey, Coach. Shake Shack. I got news for you, <laughs> Jeff Halfley. We we can't come up with a restaurant. I got you covered. I got you, Shake Shack. Yeah. Compliment to Jeff Halfley. I'm taking you, Coach. Double cheeseburgers <laughs> on me, Shake Shack. I take. I give him credit. I don't know him. Never met him. But we'll get a chance to meet him next month. In yeah. The yeah. yeah. Looking but forward to we, that. We're gonna we're gonna break the code on Cristobal now. We, we got to get it. We got to get a song. He's a tough guy, man. I am looking forward to their game tomorrow. The physical. I love the attitude that we're going to beat you up up front. You think of Miami and speed, all that, all that TVD stuff you're talking about. All that. Yeah, let me just tell you this, though. They man. want to punch somebody in the face. Is what I'm talking about. Here, here's the thing tomorrow.
2: <clears throat> By the way, George Sedano and Dusty Dvorak will be there with the call tomorrow at noon here on ACC Network. Tyler Van Dyke is one thing, and, and as Pac alluded to earlier in the week, Heisman candidate the whole bit. You've got guys. You got. Four guys. Don Chaney Jr. was injured. He only got 11 carries last year. Jalen Knighton had 145 carries. Thaddeus Franklin had 23. Cody Brown had 34. That's all. Cody Brown and Thaddeus Franklin ended up getting a bulk share a little bit at the end of the year, too, behind Knighton. You start looking at wide receivers. Will Mallory at tight end. Offensive lines back. I would not sleep on this crowd very far. I think this has got a chance now. And you talked about it.
1: I said yesterday I picked to win the Windy Coast. Yeah, now it's April. We're allowed to change our mind. Oh yeah, it's April. Up. Good. Have but I, I, I love his staff. I yep. do. It's the first thing I want to talk that to And He's
2: about. got a ton of guys on the defensive side with experience, including some really talented guys that played a lot last year.
3: Packer and Durham.
0: This is the Packer and Durham podcast.
2: Spring football Saturday starts tomorrow. High noon, Miami. We just talked about that with Coach Cristobal. Two o'clock off to the Twin Cities. A little rain in the forecast tomorrow for Wake Forest game at two. Virginia Tech at four. First look at Brent Pryce's team. And then at six o'clock, we'll send you the the fabled horseshoe on the West Campus. Mike Elko makes his debut as Duke's coach with their spring game at six o'clock here on ACC Network. And, uh, more on that, by the way, coming up here in a moment. A Little grassroots from the uh, Blue Devils pack to uh, get folks to come out to the spring game.
1: Wonder if Kay will bring a coach out coach there. Coach out there, yeah. I know. Here we go. I'm excited for Coach Kay. Man, I, I mean, yeah, the man and his dog. Yep, doesn't get any better. All right, I'm telling you. Okay, so
2: yesterday on this program, right about this time, yep, we unveiled. The FPI, the first edition of the FPI for the 2022 football season. Here it is, ACC now, kids. Well, Best I'm chance to win, still. according to FPI. The, key, FPI.
1: the key is according to ESPN.com, FPI. It, it doesn't say according to Wes, Pack, Robert, Chester, Fuller, Otto, Casey, Captain Cody, right. Lumberjacks. It's not our list, meaning Wes, Hack, anybody else. Right. It's F-P-I. So, uh, Clemson,
2: 58.7%. Pitt, second at 158 Miami, third. North Carolina, fourth. Then it drops to Wake, who's ahead of NC State. Who's ahead of Florida State. Louisville, Virginia, Boston College. And you see Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, all joining Virginia and Boston College under 1% chance. I,
1: I would tell you, in my opinion, in the middle of April, the Clemson number is too high. Yeah. The Pitt, the Miami, the Wake, and NC State numbers are too way too
2: low. Way too low.
1: That's what I would tell.
2: You. Okay. Now, as Pac just clarified, it's really important to remember, and yesterday the ACC Network social media team, who does a really nice job, put a clip out, that had Packer and I going over said FPI.
1: So who got ripped?
2: We did. We did. We got hammered.
1: <laughs>
2: Again, FPI. So let me uh here let me just go through You
1: boys don't know nothing about nothing.
2: Pretty much. Um Brian McCullough. Just keep the Swiss under your radar, gentlemen. Brian, they're not under our radar. We're we're there. Um we prefer being the underestimated neutral nation, Brian says. Uh I hate to break the news to Brian.
1: Yeah. They're gonna get a ton of love that with yeah. the AP preseason yeah. top twenty five when it comes out uh, in August.
2: Kyle Wilson from Raleigh, North Carolina has already called for accounting.
1: No. Absolutely no. not. No, you're not going to get accounting. Not getting accounting
2: no. until September.
1: The, the only time you're going to get a poll will be later in this show when it's time for the Pac Man Top 10 Rowing. That's it. That's the last time you're going to get a poll. Uh, Pack for
2: Life 69. I love it. Just post it in the lockers with all the other articles. I don't blame you. Okay. There you go. I
1: get that because I thought NC State got dissed by FPL.
2: Um,. Mercedes, I think, is a Miami fan, and she says, is this similar to how the Miami basketball team was picked 12th in the ACC? Just wondering. No, this is FPI. That was a preseason media poll. So there is a little difference there. But if you want to go that but same the
1: point is spot on.
2: There. Yeah. And my favorite is from Josh in Eastern North Carolina who says, appreciate your appreciate your acknowledgement of this Josh you you said it's crazy how you have to remind people this is not you
1: <laughs> guess
2: why this so there you go
1: we just lead the parade all
2: right now let's show you the coastal here because i want to show you the fpi percentage to win the coastal because pittsburgh is dang near 2 to 1 on miami
1: Makes no sense. And
2: it's 44.8 to 27.7. Carolina's third at 22.4. And then it goes Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Duke. The Atlantic percentage for Clemson to win the division is nearly 75%. That's, That's
1: crazy. That seems like a large number I, for me for a team that still is figuring out what they're doing at quarterback. Okay. Just my opinion.
2: Wake Forest is second at 7.7%. NC State is third at 7%. And I know paper doesn't play these games. I am fully aware. Miami looks to be a really good team on paper. And I got to tell you, Cristobal is impressive. When he starts talking about what he's going to do, you can see the the, uh, the characteristics of Nick Saban, the characteristics of Butch Davis, all the things that he's been a part of. You can kind of see it coming out in the way he's building Miami. NC State on paper? And the experience they bring back. I like it. Yeah. So, we've got four spring games tomorrow. Miami is at noon. I I just want to see what it is. I mean, you mentioned Kevin Steele and Josh Gaddis, And then you. Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong. You build all the other implementations into this. I'm really, really interested to see. Now he's how many times do you use the word
1: physicality. Yeah, and that's the, you know to me, I would love because we don't have the ability, at least I don't, uh, to ever leave the basement to watch <laughs> practice. Uh, but that's what I'm watching tomorrow right. with Miami, and, and that's our Q and A with them. I mean, everybody's going to talk about the quarterback. I get all that, but to me what Cristobal will bring to Miami is attitude, right? right? And you know, you kind of get that in the interview. We have fun with them trying to, to break the code with the walk-up music. Even something as goofy as that is, I'm not telling you anything, right? right. It's, it's it's a straight line. And I just want to see them at the point of attack, even in the spring game. Mm-hmm. The, 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 hey, I'm here to physically move you out of the way. Right, And when you get a program to that stage... And he was able to do that. Obviously he's an assistant in Alabama and I've said Nick Saban, the greatest of all time. Yep. Uh, you know, what he tra- what he really changed at Oregon. I mean, I had done enough Pac twelve stuff with the Sirius XM world that you know Oregon's reputation was soft, fleet of foot, right. pretty uniforms, mm-hmm. speed, speed, speed. He got there and said, No, no, we're gonna build this thing inside out. We're gonna get tough up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and he changed the way they went about their business. Yeah. He is absolutely going to do that at Miami. I agree with There's that. no question he's going to do that. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think one of the
2: questions tomorrow has got to be, look at the quarterbacks. Make yeah. your own decision. They're not going to – and Price said this yesterday, I think, in our visit. They're not going to make a decision. Yeah. They're not. Going, if they do, they're not going to tell you. They may not tell anybody until the first snap, nor should they, right? Right. But I think that's the one everybody's going to focus on. They've got guys to run the ball – I am going to be curious to see how the reconstruction in the offensive line works. Silas Jancy obviously is a huge piece back for them. And they, defensively, they've got guys at all three levels, Pac, who've got experience.
1: Uh, and I also want to see uh... – Brent Pry's influence on the defensive side. I know it's a spring game. It'll be vanilla. Oh yeah. I mean, We're not looking for crazy concoctions. The benefit schemes. of television
2: is you're not going to see much.
1: Well, right. I mean, listen, spring games are exactly what they are. You just want to get through without anybody getting right. hurt. But you get a chance to get a little sample. It's like the perfect appetizer yep. is spring game football. So I do want to see that from Virginia Tech. From a defensive perspective, uh, maybe some of the uh, the identifications of what Brent Pry was all about at Penn State eventually – Becoming Virginia Tech. Uh, Coming up here in a couple
2: minutes will be Mike Elko. But I want to show you this video. Have you seen this? Dwayne Carter. Yeah. This is really, really good. Here's Dwayne Carter trying to get folks uh, out to Wallace Wade Stadium for tomorrow night at 6 (laughs) o'clock. Come to the spring game. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bad dude, too, now. This guy can play. Right up there in front of Duke Chapel, Right. (laughs) <laughs> funny. Yep.
1: Somebody's bringing him a pizza, man. That's good. Uh, you know, that's good.
2: Yep. Dwayne Carter, talented guy on the defensive line. Come to the spring game. <laughs> it's a great piece on social media from Duke. Um, I like Mike Elko's approach, too. Just put the ball down. We're going to play football tomorrow night. Yeah. Six, you're going to see football tomorrow night in Durham. Some of this other stuff may be, you know, half tackle, thud, whatever they want to call it. I think Duke's playing
1: football tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I also, when we get to Amelia Island next month, we yeah. take this show on the road. How about that? Great state of Florida for a couple mm-hmm. days. Yep. Uh, you got spring meetings. I-, I can't wait to watch Elko and Cristobal get together because Miami opens with that A and M thing yeah. early, right? Mm-hmm. You're counting saying, on that little meeting occurring yeah, somewhere. I think there'll be a few <laughs> conversations there. Just that, just. Yeah, you know, just an outsider's view.
2: Fourth game tomorrow is the one at two o'clock, and that's in Winston Salem. And I, to me, for Dave Clawson, it's about details. You know, you lose a talented guy like Zach Tom, and the offensive line is probably going to be, you know, somewhere in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. And I, I would say this: it feels like Wake Forest brings a ton back, a ton. They do, and enough that you know. You need to be thinking more about the Deacons. Look, it's Clemson, it's NC State, and they're going to get all the notoriety, and rightly so because the Wolfpack's Wake won the division. Wake won the division. And Sam Hartman comes back. Turner and Ellison are back in the running back spot. He's talking about Donovan Green being ready to go in August. They feel like they got some depth developing. And then defensively now, that's where Brad Lambert, their new coordinator, has got a little bit of lifting to do here.
1: What kind of clarity can we see tomorrow from that side? I'm just going to say the same thing I've said 100 times. In my opinion, yeah, in the middle of April, the ACC's Atlantic Division will fly underneath the radar because the nation won't pay attention. Oh, it's the ACC. Yada, yada, yada. Clemson, NC State, Wake are all going to be top 15 teams. Right, They're going to be. Florida State, Boston College, Louisville are all going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. All of them. And then you got Syracuse, and Dino feels good about life. They've got the most to figure out. Syracuse does. But this division is going to be very competitive.
2: Yeah, I agree and, with and you.
1: And I don't think the rest of the country that follows college football mm-hmm. is paying the least bit of attention to this because they become lazy with the ACC. Yeah, It's Clemson and nobody else. When you have that mindset, you don't do your work. If you do your work, you would realize – You know what? This Atlantic division is going to be good. And I do think on the other side, Pittsburgh got some love by the FBI being in the top ten. Miami's coming. There's no doubt about that. I think that is an absolute epic getting ready to be a showdown. And normally the schedule could be a tip. Late November they play. I sense that that game. In South Florida. I sense that that game is for Charlotte. No disrespect to North Carolina or Virginia or Virginia Tech or Duke or anybody else that is in the mood. That game just feels like a big deal late November. Feels like a collision course deal? It just Again, this is April. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to change our minds, but yeah. that's how I feel in the middle of April.
2: No, I'm with you. I, I think you're talking about in the Coastal Division, on paper right now, those are the two best teams.
1: I, I think there's a definite separation of Pitt and Miami versus everybody else.
2: Right can, now, can, yes. Can Mac
1: Brown get it going? Well, we'll see if they figure out the quarterback mm-hmm. deal and if Gene Shizek brings a magic wand, and the defense right. actually tackles people this year. North Carolina can make life uncomfortable. Yeah. Then you got all these new coaches, right? Georgia Tech, still a work in progress. Virginia, mm-hmm. new coach, right? Virginia Tech, new coach. Duke, new coach. Yeah. So I do think there's, a, I think there's a larger separation in the Coastal, which is almost counter to what it's been for years and years and years, right. where the Coastal's been crazy and chaotic, and then there's been Clemson and nobody else on the other side. For the most part, I think it's a flip flop. Mm-hmm. Really oh, don't. I'm
2: with you on that part. And I, I think the other thing too is you're talking about the fistfight mentality of the Atlantic. You've got four teams with a lot of experience, and, a lot of experience, and
1: quarterbacks. Yeah, Hartman, well Cunningham, and Don Leary. And let
2: us not forget, as we go to break here, Boston College, Syracuse. Louisville, Jerko- all have those quarterbacks.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: All have those quarterbacks.
1: They all can cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Jurkovic's a problem. Cunningham is a problem. Yep. Jordan Travis is a problem. Yeah, Florida State. You know, We're I- just
2: kind of – I mean, that's why the fistfight mentality in the Atlantic, you've got to embrace that now because something will have to go way off the rails for that.
1: I time. would go as far to say in the Atlantic Division – that Clemson and Syracuse have the biggest questions at quarterback versus everybody else. Okay. Just think about that yeah. a second. Devin Lear at NC State, star. Sam Hartman Wake, star. Yep. Mikel Cunningham Louisville, star. Jordan Travis Florida State, star. Problem, right? Yeah. Problem. Jerkovic Boston College NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Five dudes. Yeah. And then you got Clemson, eh, I don't know what the QB thing's going to is DJ going to show up or is right. Cade Clubnick going to be the new guy? I don't know. Yep. And then there's Syracuse. So, that's why I think those numbers for Clemson at seventy five percent are just like whoa, 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 whoa! You, what are we talking about? My I boy, know they're talented. Boys in FBI might want to come up for air, Pack. I just, I'm just throwing some, I'm <laughs> throwing some knowledge on you a second.
3: Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham.
1: Hey,
2: don't forget tomorrow night after the four spring games, ten o'clock Eastern Time. Huddle after dark. Caps the day of spring football here in the ACC. Kelsey Riggs with EJ Manuel, Eric McClain, Coach Rick, everybody in the ACCN studios to recap a full Saturday of spring football right here on ACC Network and always streaming live on the ESPN app. And uh, by the way, Coach Rick, very excited. I was tempted, but I refrained. I missed those cheese balls. Oh, that's, a, that's one in the way back machine, isn't it?
1: The man loves him a cheese ball now. <laughs> Hope Coach is feeling well.
2: Yep. Always thinking him. about him. Yep, absolutely. So uh, Coach Rick will be part of that tomorrow night. And no, me, no cheese balls, perhaps, in the uh, fold. Good to see him doing the shopping, though, for Miss Catherine. All right, Mike Elko joined us yesterday. Blue Devils cap the day in the ACC with uh, a spring game tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at Wallace Wade Stadium and right there on Brooks Field. And you know what? like with Mario Cristobal, Mike Elko's putting all the systems and platforms and everything into play to get the Blue Devils ready. So we started by saying, what are you going to do Saturday night for the spring game?
0: There'll be no crazy scoring system. There'll be no uh, hard for the fans to follow. You know, we're going to kick off, we're going to punt, and we're going to play a game. And uh, I think our kids will have a lot of fun with it. They've earned it after the spring we've had. Okay,
2: so I've been doing a little bit of reading here about your practices and the write-ups and things like that. You have kept this pretty much straightforward in your first spring. Uh, Is that as much big picture as it is 2022,
0: Mike? Um, It's probably a little bit of both. I think spring is about developing fundamentally. I think you want to make sure that, that you're putting your kids in position to where they can really grow as football players, and I think that's really important for them. Um, You know, and then obviously the first spring, we want to make sure that we're giving our kids a chance to be successful. We don't want to uh, we don't want to overload them with scheme and and not be able to really evaluate who they are as players.
1: All right. The million dollar question. (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to hear your answer. Uh, What are we doing at quarterback?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so we've had a long conversation about this and we've decided we are for sure going to play one. And so there will absolutely be a quarterback (laughs) playing behind center this year. We've we've come to that decision. Uh, I'm announcing that to the world this morning live on your show.
1: You know, Coach, I got a theory. uh, And I said, yeah, I've never coached before in my life. But if I were a football coach and I was ever asked that question, I'd say, I'll tell you who our quarterback's going to be. The guy you see under center on the very first snap of the season. And that's when you're going to find out who that guy's going to be. That's how I'd answer the question.
0: Yep. Yep, I thought I thought I tried to come up with a little bit more creative way to word that exact same sentiment.
1: Yeah,
2: um, you have had a couple scrimmages, right? Full team scrimmages, much like what you're going to do on Saturday here on ACC Network. Uh, I think the one last weekend was 120 some plays, right? I mean, these are these are real scrimmages. This is not the the dress rehearsal type stuff. It looks like.
0: Yeah, no, we we felt like it was important to put the ball down and play. And, uh, and again, you know, that's, that's more of a long-term philosophy for us, too. I think, you know, you get better at football by playing football, right? I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's, it's true. And so, you know, we try to put our kids in position to go out there, uh, get in different situations and, and learn how to figure out their way through them and, you know, and then be able to teach off the film to, to continue to develop. So I think playing those scrimmages and, and playing at length and getting the kids out there playing is something I think is really important to your program.
2: You talked with us. I want to say the day you were announced, um, about building this thing kind of inside out. And we talk about staff hires, and I know you're pleased to get Kevin Johns there and and Rob Smith as your coordinators. And I you know this, I Jess Simpson is one of the best line coaches in the country. You couldn't have done much better there. A guy who's got a ton of experience at, at all levels. The idea of coaching continuity and that coaching communication, has that gone according to the way you had hoped as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with the staff we were able to put together, uh, and, and not just the 10. You know, I think we did a, a really good job and hit a home run with the 10 that we put together, but then even the sports support staff. You know, I've hired 41 people since I've been named head coach, and so trying to get all of them on the same page, getting everything running in a, in a cohesive direction uh, has been a lot of work, but, but it's been a great group of, to work with, and I think we just got really great people in our building to, to build this mm. thing moving forward.
1: Mike, give us a, a couple standouts so far in the spring that have really impressed you.
0: Yeah, I, I think honestly, both of our quarterbacks have have had moments where they've shown themselves to be really talented players. Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore, uh, I mm-hmm. think both have have showcased themselves this spring. Uh, really happy with what we're doing at wide receiver. You know, Jalen Calhoun uh, and and Samir Hagan have jumped out and done some really nice things. Our offensive line uh, has has done really nice things this spring. You know, and then defensively, I think Dwayne Carter and Shaka Hayward have, have kind of continued to be the stalwarts of what we've been on defense.
1: Um, how about the adaptation to Durham? I mean, you know, you come from Texas A&M where it's, it's a little flatter. You got some great barbecue and all that stuff out there. You come <laughs> from College Station into to Wallace Wade. I mean, it's a whole different universe.
0: Yeah, uh, so from the hotel to the office looks about the same. <laughs> um, and then, and then, uh, you know, we've had some recruits in, which has given me an opportunity to get out to some of the local restaurants and eat some food. But I, I can't say that I've gotten a great opportunity to get out in the Durham community and really enjoy it all. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully as we get into summer, maybe there'll be an opportunity to do some things.
2: I think this is, uh, with the, the new coaches, you're one of them. I think that this is going to be a fascinating uh, season for ACC football because everybody who's been hired brings something different to the table. It just so happens too that uh, all of it's happened in one division, right? I mean, right, Pack? I mean, it, it's all in this coastal division, and you bring a terrific amount of experience. We know about Crystal Ball, we know about Brent Pry and Tony Elliott. Uh, I gotta imagine, however, in the staff, you break down this uh, scouting and building these notebooks on opponents. There's a ton of film somebody's going to be watching this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting to have four of the seven be brand new. And, you know, h- historically our division has been wide open to mm. begin with. You know, and, and now I think with all the newness, it, it may even be more wide open than ever. Um, and so, you know, you're you're digging back through all kinds of tape to try to find, uh, you know, who whose offense is it really going to be? Whose defense is it really going to be? You know, I think everybody's on a hunt right now to try to figure out as many answers as they can. And, and then we throw in Temple, too, as a mm-hmm. fifth school that we play with with a brand-new head coach and a new staff. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting next year for sure.
2: All right, when you finish up on Saturday, are you done? Is that it? Did you hold a practice? What's your, what's your post-scrimmage, post-spring look like with your football team? Because I know academics in the semester comes to a pretty quick finish after that.
0: Yeah, we're done. The spring game will always kind of be the, the ending point for us. And then the the next week we'll do, obviously you do the optional lifting and keep the weight room open. But you really want to give the kids a chance to settle in, finish their finals, finish their academic semester strong, make sure we don't run into any issues and that, that we do get everybody in the summer. And then, you know, we'll bring the group back for summer school and, and really begin our summer training and, and get that rolling.
2: Tell you what there's unbelievable clarity from Mike Elko in there about just kind of where this is and how you go about trying to get it right. And, uh, he did mention, Hey, look, you know, they got, they got some scenarios. They got to play out here, uh, especially at quarterback, Riley Leonard and, uh, you know, Jordan Moore, Um, Be interesting to see kind of how that is tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, too.
1: He is a football guy, though. Absolutely. He's got a plan. And, again, there's a lot of work to be done at Duke. And, uh, again, you got four tomorrow on ACC Network.
2: Starts at noon, finishes up about 8 o'clock, and then the huddle tomorrow night at 10.
3: The Packer and Durham Podcast.